Hey guys, and welcome back to You Know The Real Podcast, the podcast hosted by me, Faris, and my mate Robbie, two fourth-year dental students producing content for all your dental needs. Whether you're a dental student or applicant, if you want to learn more about the reality of dentistry, this is the podcast for you. If you want to keep up to date with all our episodes, make sure you follow us on Spotify, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at You Know The Real Podcast, and thanks for listening. So today we are joined once again by our friend and fellow colleague, Tane Kolkani. Um, and the topic of discussion today is working in the dental industry as a student. Um, and we'll be chatting a little bit about the benefits uh, of this. And Tane will be offering up some of his tips as to how to get involved in the industry as a student. So without further ado, welcome back, Tane. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back again. Um, looking forward to, to speaking with you guys once again. Thank you. Yeah. So Tani's an interesting guy because, uh, you know, he's, he's, I think I, I think he does more outside of dentistry, outside of dental school than he does in dental school. <laughs> he's always been quite active. So, you know, what, what really spurred like your passion to do other things and, and also like what other roles have you kind of taken up outside of dental school? Um, I think for me, I've always been, you know, quite ambitious. Um, I've always wanted, you know, a bit more than, than what I'm doing or what I'm, what's in front of me. Um, mm. I think my brother and I are both pretty similar in that world. We, we, we're only two years apart. So right from a young age, you're always competing, um, for everything, whether that's, you know, sport in the back garden or, or whatever it was. Um, but I remember there were times where we played, you know, we played, um, six or seven hours of sport in the back garden nonstop, just trying to get one off on each other. But that's probably where it started. Um, and that has kind of just become ingrained and, and, uh, you know, just wanting to, wanting to always go for more and, and push yourself and try and see what else is out there beyond, you know, what is being given to you. Yeah. Yeah. I think anyone that, that knows you, um, can really, you know, really say just how driven you are as an individual and, and how much you like to, you know, challenge yourself and really put yourself out there. Um, so Diving a bit. I think deeper. I think a lot of a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of students are. I mean, just just by um, by the nature of the degree and how competitive it is to get in. Um, yeah. I think pretty much everyone on, on the on the degree is um, is quite competitive or, or quite ambitious. So um, it's a, it's a good environment because everyone's pushing each other. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so diving a little bit deeper into one of your roles. So um, as mentioned in in our previous episode, you you work for Bryant Dental. Um, so just a bit more about, um, how you got involved and, and, and what your role is uh, over there. Mm-hmm. So it kind of all started in, in first year. Um, I'm not sure if you guys you know, can rem- remember back in first year, we weren't doing anything, um, well, not much dental related. It was mostly biomed and there was a lot of, a lot of lectures. We weren't really in much. Um, and I felt, you know, I was getting a little bit bored, um, uh, you know, we'd come here for a dental degree, and of course, it's really very important to lay the foundations. But we weren't doing anything um, necessarily that we directly signed up for. Um, so, I wanted to get out there and, and do something different, and, and you know, get my teeth into it a bit more. Um, so, I cold emailed them because I I'd recognised obviously through social media and, yeah. and and through a couple of uh, trade trade fairs and uh, dentistry shows that. You know, this company is something different about them. Uh, firstly, they're all very, very young. Um, secondly, you know, they are tackling or approaching the the industry very differently to a lot of other companies which have been around for a while. 
it was very refreshing, very, you know, forward thinking. And I thought, okay, gosh, I want to get involved with this somehow. Um, the re- primary reason for me at the time was because it allowed you, a, it, it provided you with a platform to meet a lot of dentists, get access to quite a few courses, um, dental yeah. courses for free uh, as a representative. Um, just, you know, from a networking standpoint, from a, from a, you know, standpoint of, of broadening your uh, understanding of what dentistry really is um, and, and gathering more knowledge. Knowledge acquisition is always, was always a big one as well. Um, so that's why I reached out to them. So I just dropped them a cold email in first year. A few weeks later, I thought nothing of it after that because I didn't hear anything. And then a few weeks later, I got uh, called up for an interview, which I absolutely bombed, by the way. It was awful. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty shocking. I mean, I was 18-year-old, had no clue about business, no clue about anything else. Um, wasn't really sure what value I added. And I, I prepared a bit for the interview, you know, the common questions like, you know, what can you bring to the table? What are your ideas, et cetera? And I put together this little A4 proposal. And I remember when I, I, was, I was speaking to them, you know, talking them through the proposal. And they listened very patiently, very, you know, they listened to everything I had to say. And at the end of it, they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, these are all things that we've been doing for the last three years. And I thought, oh, God, this, is, uh, this isn't great. And then from that point onwards, there was a bit, it was a bit of a, a bit of a, you know, an uphill battle. But it, it, the interview didn't go too well. And then a couple of weeks later, um, Tom Hayes Powell, if you remember, previous past president, mm. he, was, he was president in our first year. Um, yeah. I went and approached him at the back of a, a dense sock lecture and said, look, mate, I want to get involved. I know you've done it. Um, so he invited me along to one of the trade shows. So this was in Birmingham. I remember it was the day of our final BDS1 exam. Um, so we went straight from the exam hall, um, popped a suit on and went straight to the theatre on the train. And yeah. then that day went very, very well because I was a bit more relaxed. Um, I wasn't, you know, it wasn't a formal interview. I was just speaking to dentists, speaking to people. Um, and that came pretty naturally. So after that, they, they brought me on board and, and the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. It just goes to show as well, like you knowing um, Tom kind of helped open up that opportunity for you a bit mm. more. So, you know, really getting yourself out there as a dental student and, and making as many connections as possible, I think is going to open up a lot of doors for, for students. Um, but with regards to your your role, um, you mentioned some of the benefits already. What what skills have you really learned and developed, though? So I think one thing is at, at dental school we are taught the clinical. Um, we 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 understand all the theory. Mm. Uh, we're taught a lot of uh, the mechanical stuff. You know, this is how you prep. This is how you fill fill, fill um, This is how you you know build up a composite and increments, etc. Um, but what there's not much of an emphasis on is we have communications modules and things like that but but there's no you know consistent long-term kind of teaching um and it's one thing that's very very difficult to teach i mean the the best way of learning it is just by doing it a lot Mm. um so one thing i learned which was great was was how to communicate with a wide variety of people um because if you think about the dynamic when i was approaching these discussions or these meetings with dentists as an 18 19 year old kid you're a first or second year, you've got no clue about anything. Um, and you're speaking to people who've been in the industry for, you know, 10, 20 plus years. Um, yeah. and, and because of the nature of the meeting, you know, they're there for something which you know about, um, and you're, you're there, you know, trying to, um, understand, you know, what, what understand um, their position without ever having been there. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's almost, it's somewhat of a, of a level, level playing field because, they're in, you're in their world when you sit in practice, but they're in your world when they're talking about the product, mm. right? 
Um, so that allowed me to gain quite a bit of confidence and learn how to communicate well um, because it removed that obstacle of, of having to, you know, pitch to someone who's far more experienced than you. Yeah. Um, I think also it's really important. Of course, it's a healthcare profession, right? And, you know, the word sales or selling has quite a bit of a, a taboo to it, in, in, especially in this profession. Um, I don't like to think of it as selling. It's, it's almost like you're providing mutual benefit. Um, and that's what we're doing for our patients. We're, we're, you know, we're providing treatment for our patients to benefit them in some way. Now, there is also, there obviously is an element of, of sales within that, right? So it's, it'll be, it'll be naive to say that there's no, there's no selling within dentistry when you're actually mm. in practice. So this is another skill, which I learned, you know, pretty well just by going through it, going through the grinder, uh, many, many, many times. Um, so, you know, communication sales, and then just a general, a, a broader appreciation of what it really is like to be in practice just by hundreds of conversations with dentists. And then on top of that, um, you know, fundamental business things, which we can, which we can apply to practice or to your practice or practices in the future. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Interesting. That's, that's quite a, a lot of benefits that you've gotten from this role. Um, uh, I guess also, um, you know, there is, there is financial benefit, um, because we are living in London and, you know, it's, it's, it's quite expensive to live out as a student in London. So I guess having, you know, an, a job or a role, especially in the dental field, can kind of help uh, alleviate some of the financial burdens we might have as dental students. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's obviously a bonus. Yeah. Um, it was never like the aim. I mean, it was never yeah, the aim. Yeah, it's not the main to, thing, to, yeah. Yeah, of course not. I mean, at, at our age, it would be silly if, if that was our main focus, if we're just chasing after money. It's the, 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 the main focus is always skill acquisition. Um, getting in with the right people, meeting the right people, getting yourself in the right places because yeah. it opens doors later on. Um, but the, the money is obviously a benefit. Um, I think it's really nice also to alleviate, um, you know, some financial burden from from parents as well as early as possible. Um, yeah, that's I, nice. I mean, I'd be I'd be lying if I said uh, if if I said you know I mean I mean I mean I'm from a you know a, a comfortable background, um, so it, it's not like you know, pressure, there was loads of financial pressure or whatever. Mm. Um, but it's nice to be able to stand up on my own two feet um, yeah. and, you know, support myself while at university. It's, it's a nice feeling. Mm. Yeah, I think um, what you've kind of done here is you've shown that dentistry isn't just, you know, go, go to uni, sit down, do your lectures, go through the motions in a sense. Um, and you've shown that there's a greater ability to kind of expand and I think it's really important, as you mentioned, this idea of skill, skill, skill acquisition in the sense of, you know, you have to invest in yourself first before you even try and think about how you're going to grow in the future. Yeah. So taking those opportunities is is really important. And one thing that I kind of want to pick your brain on is, especially, you know, for, for other students, like how do you think it's, how, how does one find opportunity? I know it's a broad mm. question, but what really spurred you to be like, you know what, Brighton Dental is a place for me. How did you think of that, basically? I'll be honest, I there wasn't a whole lot of thought at the time. Um, it was just, I kind of had a, um, a, a, a broad vision of where I wanted to end up, uh, mm. what I wanted my career to look like, what kind of dentist I wanted to be, uh, yeah. you know, what kind of patients I want to be treating. Now, for me, I think it's always important in hindsight now, you know, after what I've, I've learned a few things and seen a few things, I think in hindsight, it's, it's 
whenever you're approaching a new opportunity or you're looking for a new opportunity, it's always important to to have the end in mind. Now, mm. of course, that will change over time and with circumstances and experiences, whatever. But to at least have a loose image of roughly what that end vision looks like. And then it's almost like you're laying a roadmap or a blueprint to achieve yeah. that. And just what is the next logical step to get you one step closer to that goal? Um, I think mm. it's good to always look at things, look at opportunities and think, is it going to take me a step closer to that end goal? Or am I essentially, you know, deploying my time in in the wrong thing, which isn't necessarily going to, you know, further me on that mm. mission? Um, I, so like, I like that, it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I think I like it to be quite a, uh, I like things, you know, mapped out. I like blueprints. I like, I like to see how far along I am. Um, so what I would say is have an end vision in mind, build a rough plan of how you're going to get there, and then just jump, you know, just go from opportunity, just climb the ladder, um, ticking off opportunities which get you closer to that goal, basically. Yeah, it's really clever, like thinking like that, long-term planning. I think we talked a bit about it in a previous episode about time management, but um, it's really important in your career, just, you know, have an idea of where you want to get to and just kind of take it step by step, use your time wisely. Uh, like you said, you don't want to be, think, you know, yeah. I, th I think it's difficult. I mean, a lot of us, we don't really know what we want to do. We haven't really mm. seen dentistry. We have, we don't know what the different, um, you know, clinical disciplines really involve when you're actually out in the real world. Yeah. Um, so you don't want to get too bogged down in the details. But you, I think it's 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 good to have a general idea of what you want to be doing. I mean, do you want to be in private practice? Do you want to be in the NHS? Do you want to be a practice owner? Do you not want to be a practice owner? Do you want to own a group of practices? Where do you want to mm. be? Do you want to be you know somewhere else in the world? Um, what do what do you want your week to look like? If you have a vague idea, um, everything else will kind of fall into place as long as you keep um, you know pushing the envelope and, and taking steps to 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 get yourself closer to it. Yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough. Okay, so fine. So that's we've heard a little bit about your role in the in the dental industry. So now a bit about um, you know your role as KCL Dentsoc president. So for those listeners and and viewers that don't know, Tani is currently the president of the KCL Dental Society. Um, so what what made you want to go for this role initially? Um, for me, a couple of things. Firstly, I've always loved leadership. I've always, you know, enjoyed yeah. um, having responsibility and, um, you know, trying out new things and and working with teams. That's that's always been something I've loved, um, right from you know primary school, right from you know all kinds of sports teams and and then house house stuff and whatever at school. So I've really enjoyed that. Um, so I wanted to you know do this on a slightly bigger scale because mm. we've got a team of thirty thirty five people. Uh, representing yeah. you know over 800 students and staff so it's it's quite a big operation so for me i just i viewed it as a challenge i thought it'd be, it'd be good fun um and then secondly because of you know the position um that i have in in the industry and, and meeting a lot of dentists and get accessing loads of courses it really mm. opened my eyes to what is possible in the industry um which if i'd just been at university and hadn't had the been lucky enough to have these exposures i would have never had an appreciation of this so i wanted to share that um, through people, through you know, contacts I made and people I've met, uh, I wanted to share that with with students because it really opened my eyes um, and helped me, um, you know, get a better idea of what what I can actually achieve out in practice. Yeah. Okay. And then, what does your role actually entail as president? 
So firstly, it's just to lay out um, a plan for the year. So what are we setting out to achieve? Mm. Um, this is when we want it to get done by. And then it's just about, you know, working with the team to make sure all of these things are, are executed. Um, so we've, I'm very, very lucky. I mean, Robbie, you're on the committee. Um, yeah. it, you, you can speak to you know, how great this committee really is. Every member is you know, very proactive. They do their part. They're very enthusiastic. Um, and, and I'm very lucky because it makes my life a lot easier. I'd, obviously, there is an element of you know, chasing up and making sure stuff is done, but um, it's, it's far less than, um, than, I, than, than I've been speaking to other previous presidents and they've had to do. Um, yeah. purely, and that just comes down to you know, how fantastic every member of the team is. So I'm very grateful to, to everyone for their hard work. Um, aside, aside from that, a lot of the time, it's, uh, it's uh, quite a bit of troubleshooting. Um, we won't get into it, but Robbie, you know the stuff that's happened. Mm. Um, and it's the first time in my life where I've maybe been, you know, responsible for um, for the actions of others, and you know, as a group, um, you know, what, whatever is done by the group, it, the buck stops with me to an extent. Yeah. Um, so it's the first time, and that's been quite a mm. quite an interesting um, experience for me, and a, and a big learning curve because when you're in practice and you're a practice owner, it's the same thing, isn't it? You're responsible for everything that goes on in that practice um, to an extent. Vicarious so, liability, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And that, for me, has been quite a tough one to come to terms with. Mm. But uh, it's, it's a good one, to, good one to learn now when the, the risks are pretty low. Because mm. um, when you get out into the real world, I mean, you've got families to support, you've got a mortgage to pay, you've got bills to pay, and then so does everyone else in your team, right? Yeah. So um, you're responsible for all of that. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna make your mistakes. You might as well make them at dental school. So yeah, I think it's uh, <laughs> I think it's um, it's pretty pretty okay. Um, and yeah, I think one thing that a lot of people would like to hear as well is how do you really balance your time when it comes to doing these extra things and doing dentistry, which is you know typically considered a more difficult degree. I'm looking for the answer myself, mate. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's been it's been tough. It's been tough. Um, I think. I hope there's no tutors listening to this. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a good crammer. Um, I'm pretty good at cramming everything, um, you know, before before exams or towards the towards the end of the year. Um, yeah. But I think what I barely what I focus on throughout the year is just understanding the fundamentals well. Mm. Just know the basics really, really well. Understand everything. Understand the reason why you're doing things. Mm. Um, and then the details, I'll just leave to the end and, and cram it all in. Um, I don't know. I think what I've tried to implement recently is trying to wake up a bit earlier, um, get myself out of bed in the morning, because we waste a lot of time in the morning. Um, I like to you know, try and get up quite early, get to the gym, and then that unlocks an hour and a half to two hours in the morning to get rid of all of the admin and whatever. Um, and then you can crack on with your day. Um, yeah. I think the next stage is then becoming more consistent at that. Because it's it's definitely it's good to do it, and and when you do it, you realise this is amazing. This is really powerful. It unlocks. Yeah. It, essentially, you 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 gain um you gain a whole lot of free time later on to be able to do more things. But getting yourself out of bed in the morning it's is tough. very very it's tough. tough. It's tough, especially when you're a student <laughs> and you, you're going out on a Wednesday night, you're going out on a Friday night. Um, it's 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 tricky. But if if you if you crack that one, it's uh it, it makes things a lot easier. Yeah, I think um waking up early is uh is one of those things that 
you know, I kind of tell everyone that like, it's good to do because everyone's asleep. So you, it's, there's less distraction as well. That's what I've realized. Like, I think one of the biggest issues, especially, you know, when everyone says, oh, I procrastinate, I do this, this, that. Nine times ten of the time it's social media. Yeah. And people are only really active. Well, no one's going to be active if they're asleep. In the morning. So, you know, like, <laughs> just, just get up early, Do all the, like I just say, do your boring stuff. Get out of the way. And then you kind of feel like, you kind of forget what you did in the morning. You're like, wait, I, I've done that already. Oh my God, I've got exactly. so much more time. Yeah, um, exactly. So yeah, I'm a big advocate for like, if you haven't realized, wake up early. Like it's a pain. It can you be do a it? headache. I like to wake up early. I, I think I'm relatively consistent. Pretty I wake up, I'd say, I wake up, I'm not like, I'm not like a 4 a.m. wake up. I wake up no, like seven. Seven's like yeah. my, like a good time for me. Yeah. But um, I, if I can get earlier, I'll get earlier. It's just my gym doesn't open that early. That's <laughs> not <laughs> an issue. Um, but yeah, no, definitely waking up early is very, very important. Yeah, like, I think I think time in the morning is your your the time you're using in the morning you're getting ahead. Whereas yeah. if you're staying up late and burning midnight oil to to do stuff, you're catching up. So it instantly yeah. puts you you know it makes you more stressed and it just has a knock on effect on the day. So if you um if you if you get up early, it saves a lot of time. Yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. And um, again, with a couple more tips because I think you know story is quite interesting with regards to how you've managed to you know delve out and you know kind of create yourself into this kind of multi-purpose student. So what tips would you give to someone that is thinking of working, you know, in the dental industry as a dental student? Goes back to the why. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of companies um, now who have uh, realized that, you know, students have quite a lot of value to add. Um, so there's a lot of companies now actually actively looking for student ambassadors and other roles and things like that. But um, I think it's important to, uh, to know why you're doing what, what, why you are looking to do something, or if you have an opportunity presented to you, um, what is, what are you going to gain from that, or what skills are you going to learn from that? Um, I mean, it's not necessarily just about skills. Um, if you're believing in, you know, what the company wants to achieve, or whether it's charity work or whatever it is, if you believe in, you know, what what the the goal is of the organisation you're getting involved with, then that's a different story. Then fine, please go ahead. Um, but but if if it's more of a, you know, you're looking to get closer to a goal. Then, then know why you're doing it. I mean, it's, it's, it's. I don't think working in the industry offers that much from a tangible point of view in terms of, you know, CV and other things like that. I don't think it's for that. Um, it's more the intangible. So, what are you actually going to learn? What are the soft skills you can mm-hmm. learn? What are the hard skills you're going to learn? Um, and does that bring you closer to your goal? So, try and find a company or, or an opportunity um, which satisfies those criteria. And if so, then you know you're in the right place. Perfect. And then I'm guessing your answer to this question will be very similar. But what tips would you give for for students thinking of getting involved in roles for you know dental societies or other societies at university? Go for it. I mean, it's a lot of fun. First, first and foremost, it adds a, a mm-hmm. adds another dimension to your university experience. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, Robbie, you organised the balls, and, and and that you got obviously a lot of. Uh, a lot of thanks for that, and people yeah. had a great time on on both evenings. It was it was absolutely smashing, and that must have made you feel great, right? Must all yeah. the hard work that you put in, all the back and forth that you put in, um, yeah. it was worth it in the end. So it's it's just great. It's, it, you get a good feeling from you know contributing, um, but at the same time, you you have a good time working with the committee and and getting to know people that you might not have other otherwise met. Um, it just adds another dimension. So I would say go for it. Um, just make sure that you're doing a role which you are going to enjoy and it's not going to put too much, too many constraints on you to detract you from um, your primary focus, which is to become a great, great dentist. 
Yeah, I think that's very, very important. And I think I'm just going to throw in one extra question. Um, what tips would you give for people that want to network more, want to get out there? Because I think you kind of touched upon this idea of, you know, while you've been at Bryant Dental, mm. um, having those conversations. And I really think, you know, conversations with people that are more experienced than you is, is a fantastic way to learn. It's so, amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. So what, what tips would you give to like a dental student that wants to kind of get out there a bit more and network and, you know. Firstly, you know don't be afraid. Um, don't be afraid to just approach someone. Just go. People are more than happy to help. The majority of people are more than happy to help. Um, they're more actually willing to help. Um, they've achieved, you know, success in whatever area they have, and um, they want to share that knowledge, right? So don't be afraid to just if you if there's someone that you you know you aspire to be like or someone who inspires you, just drop them a DM on Instagram. Or if you're at a, an event, another thing is go to loads of events, go to as many dental events as you can, and just get in the mix because even if you're not involved in the conversation, you overhear a conversation between yeah. two people who are more experienced. I remember Faris, we went to one in at the very beginning of second year mm. and um, we, we listened into a lot of conversations, got involved in our own conversations and it just really collapsed that learning timeline for us because you pick up little tips and tricks. Um, if you think about it as like what you're feeding your brain, if we're sitting there, you know, watching trash on YouTube or, or whatever all day long, that's the only thing that's going to go in and it's, or that's what's going to seep in subconsciously. But if you're getting in the right crowds, you're getting into the right, right events, talking to the right people and doing it consistently, you're going to have a trickle down effect. And even if you pick up maybe two or three things each time that you, you do this, um, that's better than nothing. And over time it will compound. Um, I know a lot of people are maybe not that um, confident in doing so, particularly because of the dynamic, because we are, you know, dental students, we don't really know anything. Mm -hmm. And then here are people who have been in the industry for a long time and achieved a lot of things. And they're, you know, some of yeah. them are world renowned. Um, yeah. So even then just don't be afraid. I mean, get yourself to evening lectures, get yourself to dental talks, um, they are the, the speakers are there because they're coming to give back to students. That's exactly why they're there. No one's getting paid for it. They're giving up their evening for it. Um, so they are there with the mindset that they're here to help students. So that's the perfect time to just jump in at the end of the talk and and speak to them and pick their brains. If there's anything that you wanted to know, just go for it. Yeah, interesting. Perfect. So wise wise words there. Um, thank you for those tips. I'm sure our listeners and viewers will really appreciate that. Um, and I think that just concludes our second part with you. Um, so we've really enjoyed having you on Tane. Um, you've really given us a lot of insight, um, into, you know, uh, working I mean, in the a industry. A lot of these things you, you guys already knew, you, you, you just <laughs> blow, blow my trumpet a little bit, but no, no. <laughs> no we appreciate the, you know, no, no, the it, it. experience as well, because, uh, you do have quite a lot of experience. So yeah, much appreciated. Thank you very much, guys. It's been very enjoyable once again. Thanks for having me on. No worries. Um, and thank you to our listeners and viewers for tuning in to the You Know The Drill podcast. Yes, and to find out more about dentistry, the application process, and stay up to date with the podcast, make sure you follow us on Spotify at You Know The Drill podcast and on Ferris Dent and at You Know The Drill podcast again on YouTube for all your dental needs. Thanks for listening and watching. See you.